Hey guys, it's Jesse, and today is actually Tuesday, January the 24th, which means that it is release day for my book, How We Relate, Understanding God, Yourself, and Others, through the Enneagram. It has been an amazing journey. So seven years ago, I started doing the first doodles for this book. Three years ago, I started writing down the first words for this book. And today... It's finally out in the wild. So you can actually pick up a copy wherever it is that you buy your books, whether that is online or at your local bookseller. Yeah, I hope that this book is really helpful for you in your relationships and coming to understand a little bit more of your relational style and how it influences your approach to God, your approach to other people, your approach to yourself. Uh, Yeah, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But uh, I did want to acknowledge that today is the day. So whether you're looking for the audiobook version, the print version, or the digital version, you can uh, get those today. So thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy the episode. Love thy neighborhood. Okay. Oh, cool. oh definitely. <laughs> awesome. Discipleship and missions. Mission. For, for modern, modern times. This is a show about self-discovery. About understanding ourselves. About looking into the mirror to see the good, the bad, and the unknown of who we are. This is about how we relate to God. And everyone else. From Love That Neighborhood in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome. 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 To the Cast. Welcome to the Enneacast. I'm Lindsay Lewis, and every episode we walk you through the Enneagram and help you build better relationships. Today, we're going to continue our conversation with Jesse Eubanks about his new book, How We Relate. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. So in our last episode, we talked about why you wrote this book, and we established some of your thoughts on community um, and the soul. And now we're jumping into the portion of your book where you talk about the Enneagram. So I really loved the opening story or illustration that you gave about the farmers tying a rope around their waist when they're in the middle of a storm. You talk about how just like the rope can't tell them who they are or why they're farming, you know, that the Enneagram, it can't breathe life into our lungs and tell us why we were created. But it can keep us from getting lost and point us in the right direction. So talk to me a little bit more about how the Enneagram is like that rope that can lead you home. Yeah, there were these stories that came out about farmers in the Great Plains, you know, in particular, like during, you know, the Dust Bowl, Mm -hmm. during just horrible storms. And it was blinding. They could not see. And. There were these horrible stories of farmers that would go outside and think that they're heading towards their house or they're heading towards their barn or they're heading towards their cellar. Mm -hmm. And then their bodies would be discovered months later after the snow melts or Mm -hmm. they'd be discovered after the storm finally dies down and they, they would have died. So farmers began to do this practice of tying a rope around their waist so Mm -hmm. that they could then always just pull the rope to find Mm -hmm. their way back home. 
And so the Enneagram works like that rope. It's mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't love us. It doesn't care about us. It's, you know, it's just a tool, but it's a tool that can lead us in the right direction. Like GPS, you know, it's like, where am I right mm-hmm. now? You're lost at the mall and you go up to the sign and it says you are here. The Enneagram is a tool for self-clarity mm-hmm. so that you can understand where you are so that you then are in a position to be able to ask God for what you need, to be able to respond to him appropriately, to understand where you are in your relationship so you're mm-hmm. not fooling yourself. Um, and so uh, so the Enneagram is a tool to keep you from wandering off in the wrong direction that's going to ultimately lead to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Enneagram is giving you a map, but it's a map of the place you're already at. Yeah. You know, you just, but you didn't know. Yeah. It's going to tell you where you are, but I think it also does begin to give you a picture of a direction you could head in that's going to be better for you. It's going to give you the lay of the land. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of people say, especially people of certain Enneagrams, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> they say, you know, I don't want the Enneagram. I don't want anything to do with the Enneagram because I don't want you to put me in a box. Yeah. You know, so what would you say to people who, you know, they're looking at your book and they're like, well, I don't want to be put in a box. Yeah. I remember this was probably a couple of years ago and I was sitting with a, a woman that I know and we were sitting in a small group session at a retreat and it was just after this teaching on the Enneagram. And she said, I never wanted anything to do with the Enneagram because I thought it was going to put me in a box. Mm-hmm. It actually made me realize I had put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Enneagram offers that contribution because it shows us the truncated way that many of us choose to live. Mm-hmm. We sort of latch on to this is the thing that gives me meaning. This is the thing that gives me mm-hmm. security. This is the thing that justifies me. And we grab hold of those things at the exclusion of all these other wonderful experiences that God wants us to have. And so instead of us living a full life, we end up living this very small, diminished experience. Mm -hmm. And half the time, what's really tragic is we have no idea we're doing it. Right. It's so natural and comfortable to us, this way of seeing and being and relating. It's got its beauty, but it's also got its brokenness. Mm -hmm. And so often we have no idea that we're even doing it. Right. And the Enneagram begins to help us hold up a mirror to ourselves Mm -hmm. and begin to do some self-reflection and realize oh my gosh, I'm living a smaller way of being than God actually wants for me to be. Yeah. I mean, just personally, I think that's so true. When I was reading my very first Enneagram book, I I had this like taking off the blinders moment where I really thought that people who weren't working in the world in a similar way to me were just people choosing to be bad, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't trying to be hateful or even judgmental, but my natural lens was like, if you're abrasive and like overly assertive or, you know, less responsible or whatever it is, that you're a quote unquote bad person. And it's like, as I read chapter after chapter, instead, I was able to see like the beauty of the diversity of like, oh, they have these strengths and I don't have those strengths. And they don't, that doesn't mean I'm bad, you know, and that I have these gifts, like how awesome. And everybody else doesn't have to have those same gifts. And it's, it is fuller. It's, it's, and you're less frustrated, you know, if you're understanding, I don't have to be confined and they don't have to be confined. It's actually really freeing. Yeah. I think that if we can get to a place where we can understand our, our addictions, and by that, I mean, our addictive ways of being and operating, 
then I think that it begins to open us up to the reality that like all of us are addicted in different ways yeah. to different things. I just really prefer my ways. Yeah. The reason I do it is because I think it's the best way, mm -hmm. but Jesus comes and obliterates that. And he's like, yeah. nope, that's not the abundant life I have, I have in mind for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So when we are reading your book, we get to the section on the Enneagram. But before you jump into the nine types, you talk to us about the triads. Why are the triads helpful to discover first? You know, why don't you just jump right into type? Yeah, I think um, when we think about personality, we need to think about personality as this. It is what you think. Mm -hmm. It is what you do. It is what you feel. Mm -hmm. And the triads actually explain that. It mm -hmm. is broken into those three parts. It is processing through your mind. It is processing through your body. It is processing through your emotions. Mm -hmm. So within those three triads, there are three personalities in each of those triads, nine mm -hmm. total. And everybody that is in each of those triads, they perceive, process, and present differently mm -hmm. according to the triad that they are a part of. In Enneagram theory... Each of us is in one of these triads, and we love it. We mm -hmm. like it so much that we actually diminish the other two. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you're a feeler, mm -hmm. you're like, you're an emotional person, chances are you don't think really thinking through things is as important as what you feel. Mm -hmm. You also don't necessarily think that your sort of your gut instincts or even your actions are quite as important as, again, what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes for thinkers. It's about what they think. It's about logic. It's about putting all the mm -hmm. thoughts together. It's about connecting all the dots. Emotions are secondary. Gut instincts secondary. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing for gut instincts. So in all the triads, we elevate the one that we're in, mm -hmm. and it's at the expense of the other two. Right. So we become imbalanced as people, but we need to understand which triad am I in mm -hmm. so that I can have some agency over that and responsibility for, okay, this is how I'm wired, mm -hmm. what I do with that. Right. And for some people, finding their type is super easy. They're going to read their enneotype and it's going to hit them between the eyes. But for some of us, it's a little bit more difficult. You know, we're going to be peeling layers after layers after layers. Yeah. So something like the triads can be a great way to start getting curious. You know, because maybe maybe a lot of the types resonate with you, but you can see, oh, three of the four that I resonate with are in the head triad. So let's get a little bit more curious and see, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on in that portion without if you're not ready to dive into one specific type. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to get the journey started, yes. so to speak. But I just want to clarify with you. So say I'm in the heart triad. Does that mean that I don't have? fear and anxiety or anger, you know, or if I'm in the gut triad that I don't have any feelings, yeah. you know, how does that, how does the mix work? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there are some people who wish they had no feelings <laughs> so because feelings are so problematic and cumbersome. No, the truth is that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're complex mm -hmm. people. And so the Lord has designed us on purpose to be people who think, mm -hmm. people who feel and people who do. Mm -hmm. And so we are all nine types. In the Enneagram world, we will talk about, I'm a core this, you know, I'm a two, I'm a three, I'm a four. But that's really shorthand for the bigger picture, because the bigger picture is 
These are really nine ingredients mm. that every person possesses to greater or lesser degrees. Mm-hmm. And God's intention when we think of the abundant life is for us to experience the healthy, true self, all the good stuff of all of those nine types. Mm-hmm. Jesus is inviting us into that. But many of us, you know, we just struggle. We struggle to actually believe that and step into it. So for shorthand, we talk about you've got this core type. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're just in one triad, it does not mean that you are not in some way also possessing, possessing qualities from the other two. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. In your book, you give us some tips, you know, for going into the Enneagram, and you also give some rules, and I really like that. Talk a little bit to our listeners, you know, how, how would you encourage our listeners to approach the book if they already know their core type? They're coming into this with, with an idea of who they are. And then also, can you give us a word for, say, I have someone in my life that I would love to join me on this journey, you know, that I would love for them to read your book, for us to have some of these deeper conversations but maybe they're hesitant or they feel like I'm judging them, you know, can you give us some encouragement for how to go into it for ourselves and how also to invite others into this journey? Yeah, I think, listen, if you're going into this journey, whether you're somebody that knows a lot about the Enneagram or you're hearing the word Enneagram (laughs) for the first time right now, I think that either way, go in with the expectation that you will not discover anything that God does not already know. and that he has loved you just as you are and not as you should be. Mm-hmm. He, he does not require that you become your most realized self in order to be worthy of his love because he wants to give that to you. But I think you can also go in with the expectation that you're going to find hope. Mm-hmm. You're going to find hope that better relationships are possible. A more meaningful life is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of inviting the people around you into this journey, I think there's there's lots of options on how you could do that. But but the most natural thing is, hey, would you read this book with me? Mm -hmm. And can we talk a little bit about what's coming to the surface for you? Mm -hmm. Hey, do you think that sounds like you? What do you resonate with? What do you Mm -hmm. not resonate with? You're going to naturally if you read this book with friends, if you read it with your small group, if you read it with a best friend, if you read it with coworkers. You are naturally you're getting into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. You're going to go home at the end of the day and you're going to feel like. Today was a good and meaningful day. Even if it was a tough day, yeah. you're going to feel like this was good work because you're going you're gonna to feel like other people know me. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things that we talk about around the office and one of the things that I say in the book is to be loved, you have to be known. Mm-hmm. And to be known, you have to know yourself. And to know yourself, you have to share yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody that you're listening to this and you're like, I want to be loved and I want to love other people and I want them to know they're loved. This is a great opportunity. Read this book together mm-hmm. and dive into the deep end together. Yeah. And I think you can start like if you if you're initiating, you can even say like this is the number that resonated with me when I read this book. Maybe you could tell me, do you see that in me? And then maybe that would invite them then to be able to share with you. Oh, well, I, I read the next chapter and maybe that resonated with them. And then that, you know, that you open up with your own vulnerability first and that invites others to join you in that space. Yeah. It's going to help you not only have more self-clarity, but more insight into other people. So whether you're trying to like make sense of mom or dad or your kids Mm -hmm. or your friends, like this will begin to give you some new language. So I I think of like, um, 
a young adult who did the Love That Neighborhood program. So at this time, he would have just graduated from college. And he had a, a challenging relationship at times with his dad. Mm-hmm. And so his dad actually flew in and went to an Enneagram workshop. Mm. And the dad contacted me a couple of weeks later and he said, the Enneagram gave us brand new language to mm. talk about things that we didn't know how to talk about. And it led them to a much deeper relationship and things where previously they viewed it as, oh, we, we don't understand each other. This is a source of conflict. They actually came to realize that they were much closer than they, than they had known mm. before. But they just needed a new way to talk about things. And mm-hmm. the Enneagram gives that gift. Mm-hmm. I love being able to have a shared vocabulary yeah. with people. So it just, right off the bat, we're, we're speaking the same language. Yes. And that's really helpful. Yes. Okay. Well, that wraps up our time for today. But we're not going to let Jesse go without a game. So this week, we're playing the game Ask Jesse Anything, also known as round two of Hot Seat. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, if you have questions that you would like to ask Jesse, you can send us a message on Instagram, and we will try to incorporate those questions into the future. So, Jesse, here's how to play. I will ask you a series of questions, and you have to answer. <laughs> okay. Easy. Okay. Today, our first question is, if you weren't working at your current job, what would you be doing? Um, what would I be doing? I mean, I my, maybe I'd just do one of my jobs. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we, we need a new yeah, job. um, I mean, <laughs> writing, podcasting. No, nope, uh, you can't do uh, any of those. Uh, I can't work at another nonprofit. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, um, maybe I'd work in marketing. I think yeah. I think working in marketing would be interesting. You could definitely do that. Yeah. So I'm going to go with marketing. Okay. I think that's good. Okay. Tell us what is something that your wife would say is your greatest strength and what is your most annoying weakness? Um, should I call? I should I call her. I was going to call her. Let's call her. Hello? Hey. Okay. So Lindsay Lewis is interviewing me right now on the podcast. You're on air. And her question is, what would your wife say she likes about you the most and what would she say is... Your most annoying trait. What I like about you the most? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me think. Probably your creativity and just your relational communication skills. I'll take that. And annoying? Is that what you said? Uh huh. Annoying. Mm, yeah, probably your inability to be on time. <laughs> Um, we're going to edit that part out. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lindsay. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Okay, there we have it. Yeah. Straight from Lindsay's mouth. Yeah. Okay, next question. What are you reading right now? Yeah, okay, so I just started the Richard Foster book on humility, Mm -hmm. and it's excellent, as all Richard Foster books Mm -hmm. are. I'm also reading Jenny Allen's Find Your People, Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful so it's a great companion to this book yeah read how we relate Mm -hmm. and then go read find your people they like are twins go Uh, relate with your people yes (laughs) yes so yeah so those are those are my two reads right now okay those are good all right last question if you could go back and tell 16 year old jesse one thing what would it be oh man don't get all those horrible haircuts (laughs) uh 
and in particular, the one that we've affectionately come to call the rock and roll comb over. Please <laughs> avoid that haircut at all costs. You're not doing yourself any favors. Okay. Well, thank you, Jesse, for answering my ridiculous questions. My pleasure. And thanks to your wife also for interrupting her workday. And that is going to be the end of our episode today. But we do have one last episode talking with Jesse about his new book, How We Relate, Understanding God, Yourself, and Others Through the Enneagram. And Jesse, tell people where they can find it. Yep. So to pick up a copy of the book, head over to howwerelatebook.com. You can download the first two chapters for free. There's a bunch of great content there. You can also just head to Amazon or you can go to your local bookseller and buy it wherever you prefer. But it comes out on January 24th. So if you would like to have it in your hands on January 24th, go ahead and order it now. All right. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. 